thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. I have lost count at this stage. I think it's episode 34 at this stage. But, uh, well, who knows? But I am joined, as always, by Thomas. Hello, Thomas. How are you? Hey, Sersha. I am doing very fine. I had a great day and I'm looking forward to talk about some of our favorite games. Oh, that's good. I had a good day as well. And we're also joined by someone else. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hello. Uh, I'm really good. And thank you so much for letting me come on this wonderful show. I feel very honoured. Oh, wow. Thank you. No, I'm <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't scare you away last time. <laughs> no, no, you did not. You did not. I, I made it. I'm glad uh, I, I wasn't terrible. So that's something as well. No, no, people re- really liked it. I mean, that's, <laughs> as I mentioned, I think Thomas said that, uh, well, Thomas said you were very, you were great, that you bring a bit of class to the, to the exactly. podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure accent, about that. Right? <laughs> you you can be our Helen O'Hara. Don't know if you listen to the Empire podcast, but you can be our Helen oh, O'Hara. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Would, would that make me Chris Hewitt? I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, if you had a sense of humor, you might be Chris Hewitt. But instead of instead of our geek queen, she will be our quest queen then. Oh, lovely! I like Perfect. that. Perfect quest quest queen. Uh, great. Well, I am back from my holidays in Greece. I was searching for the fate of Atlantis in uh, Knossos, hey. but I didn't find it, unfortunately. Maybe next year. <laughs> and so we'll see. So we've got a lot of games to talk about today with uh, not one, not two, but three people today. Awesome. So we can get started. And hopefully the internet gods will be kind to us, hopefully the Irish connection will be relatively decent, but yeah. we it's always will... that fickle Irish one. Huh? Uh, we we will see. So uh, well, we can start then. So first, before we go to review some games, so Laura, you have a game to review, and Thomas, you have a game to review. We'll be talking about, and I've got two very quick games to review as well. And but first of all, before we get there, I believe that. Today, a day of recording, there was an announcement from Amanita, the developers of Machinarium and Thumorost, and last year's Hukel. So, uh, Laura, you, you mentioned that you were interested in this game, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it was it was um, Pilgrims. Um, it just, I think it was just yesterday it came out. Um, and it's, as you say, it's by the team behind... Uh, well, you, you put a great accent uh, behind that, uh, but yeah, I, I was just going to say Machinarium, but yeah, uh, and Samarost. But um, yeah, it's a beautifully, you know, as you'd expect from Amanita, it's sort of this beautiful hand-drawn 2D world. Um, you're playing as these uh, travelers um they're going about the this uh, kind of map um with their completing sort of stories it seems like uh, it looks really interesting and it, it seems like you've got this kind of card based system where you've got different cards with different objects on them and you play when you interact with people you play a certain card and they'll use that card on the person um i've made it sound very boring but it looks like uh you yeah basically there's different sort of objects and different ways you can interact with people they say it's quite a short game but it's supposed to be played more than once um so you've got to collect all the different endings um it just looks very charming like everything they do really um it it sounds like it's got like a mix of live instruments and uh, original music so yeah it it just looks uh, quite fun quite charming and quite quirky yeah 
Unfortunately, I have not played any of Amanita's games. I know, yeah. I know, I know. You can at me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do mean to. But from what I've read and heard, it, it seems like they have just made great games, you know, that they haven't yeah. made any game that is not great yet. And this looks to be similar. This looks really cool. This looks really interesting. And especially since it's short, you know, we might be able to get through it relatively quickly. So with all the yeah. adventure games coming out. <laughs> I know, so many. Um, but, well, they have, yeah. they have a very distinct style, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you immediately recognize it, if whether it's it's <clears throat> Machinarium or Samurast or, or this Pilgrims. I mean, even without knowing that it's from them, you can see that it's from them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's just, as you say, it's the it's the kind of quirky hand-drawn aesthetic even all the little sound effects and things they use um kind of uh funny slapstick humor it's 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 amanita all over basically and it just again like you say looks like a really good game yeah no they, they do definitely have their own style as we said you can tell that it's it's uh it, it's them and even uh, this could appeal to even people who don't usually play adventure games because i have a few friends who don't usually play adventure games but they have played Amanita's games and they love them so uh, that's one for you know for people who may, maybe don't list or play much adventure games maybe you could introduce them to these games and mm. as I said I've heard nothing but good things about their games so uh, this looks to be another one of them so uh, now going from Amanita to something else completely different um don't know if you guys have heard about this, but Ghoul Britannia, Land of Hope and Guri. <laughs> so Go- hope and Guri are two of the characters. But um, so the story is after the UK suffers a self-inflicted apocalypse. No idea what we're talking about there. Mm. But mm, anyway, mm. Hope, <laughs> hope Andrews crosses an undead infested land with her new BFF, a zombie called Dave. So this is probably, uh, I imagine this time next year, it may be based on a, on a true story. But oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I know this is this is the first <laughs> first or <laughs> second time you're here. You, if I had yeah. to scare you away last time, I probably will this time. But um, so, yeah, so this from what I can see, it is more of a satire. It is a point and click adventure game. It's reminiscent of the 90s adventure games with story driven gameplay and puzzles to solve. The developers uh, also say that a, a, uni- uh, a unique art style combines beautiful hand-painted 2D backgrounds and lively 3D characters. Currently in development by Binary Space, Ghoul Britannia will be released on early access in October 2019. Don't know if it's out now already, but it'll be out this month in early access. And the full game will be released in early 2020. And another interesting thing about this game is that I believe he's the lead developer, one of the developers, one of the writers is, I believe, is Stephen Alexander, and he was one of the writers of the original Broken Sword. So, hmm. uh, based on that, you know, we can expect maybe to be at least very funny and, you know, a very, uh, you know, with the, with the serious and, you know, comedic elements combining very well together, like they did in the original Broken Sword. And the graphics look really cute as well. It's more of a kind of an isometric um, uh, perspective. But I, I don't know. I, I saw the trailer and I'm very curious. So mm. um, 
would be so... like uh, uh, <laughs> <Here we laughs> it go. would be like Shaun yes. of the Dead meets um, well, Shaun of the Dead actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now as I said, I think this is complete fantasy. Don't know where they got the story from, Please. but <laughs> anyway, sh- shall we move on? So that yes. game is. Ghoul Britannia, Land of Hope and Gory. It's almost uh, as if someone got up, came up with that pun and decided to build a game around it. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if that happened. Uh, pro- probably. <laughs> <laughs> it could very well have. Maybe so... we need a pun alert on our podcast now. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I suppose. If you, so if you want me to, to tell puns, yeah, we can have like a klaxon. Oh. No? Or <laughs> just, just moving on. Okay. <laughs> So the first game I want to talk about is called Beyond This Side from Glim Games Team. It is a mobile point-and-click adventure game. And Now, the story is that this young woman, she is on her way to work one morning. She takes a shortcut through an alley, and then she disappears. That No trace of her is found except from her severed hand. Lovely. Oh. But... So then six months later, you play as her husband and he has been going every night for the past six months up and down the same alley, trying to find what happened to his wife, uh, see if he can find any trace because it is as if she disappeared. The police have drawn a complete blank. And in this alley, you meet a homeless person who you become friends with. And on this particular night, you feel like maybe he knows something or maybe he has seen something that he's not really completely forthcoming about. So you have to find a way to get him to talk about what he knows. But first he's hungry, so you have to find him some food, but then you need to try and find your way out of the alley. It's, you know, it's blocked and then the story goes from there. Midway through the game, you also play as a second character. And I don't think it would be a spoiler to say who that character was, but I'm not going to say just in case. Uh, because I think it's, it's still a, it was still a surprise for me. And I don't want to say too much about this story. I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's a short enough game. But it's really intriguing. It's more like an investigative thriller, uh, like, um, uh, you know, like a TV series, like an episode of a crime drama where you're trying to find out what happened to your wife and then things kind of escalate from there. Yeah, so the game took me... <laughs> About one hour to to complete. Okay. Uh, the first thing that I noticed as well, the graphics look amazing in the game. For because I don't play many mobile games, but in this game they look really clear, really crisp, and it was a very good performance as well. There are a lot of variety in puzzles. Now the puzzles aren't very difficult, but there is some variety. You know, there is a very easy you know slider puzzle. And one puzzle as well, you have to fix a bandage on the homeless person's eye. So you have all these objects that you combine together as well and other things as well. And one thing I liked about the puzzles is during the logic puzzles, um, now I'm not very good at logic puzzles, as I'm sure people Mm -hmm. who listen to this podcast will know and Thomas will certainly know. But there is an option to skip the puzzles after 10 minutes. So if you're working on the puzzle and you can't, uh, you still can't resolve it after 10 minutes. You have the option to skip it, but you have to try them at least for the first 10 minutes. Now, I did not need to use that option, so uh, make that what you will. And, you. Yeah, now, again, they were relatively easy. I think uh, experienced adventure gamers shouldn't really have many issues. And 
Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, I think what's called drag and click because, you know, you move, you know, your finger across the screen and drag, but I had no problems with the controls. And yeah, overall, it took me an hour to play. I really, really enjoyed it. I was really intrigued with the story. I wanted to know what happened next. And then it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger and it is certainly very intriguing. There are three episodes altogether. First one is out now. You can get it on Android and iOS. And I will certainly be looking forward to episodes two and three. So that is Beyond This Side. Yeah, I, I just looked it up on my phone, and it's mm. it was only like a, a buck ten. Yes, uh, very, so I bought I bought it, and I'm going to play it. Perfect. <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I would I would highly recommend it. Now there are no voice acting, but the music is also really kind of creepy, really eerie. It's it's a mm. it's a really well made game, and um, you know it's especially for mobile games. I don't play many of them, but this. I believe the developers want to release this or are planning on releasing this on PC, but it certainly won't look out of place on PC either. But I would definitely highly recommend... Or on recommend PlayStation, for that matter. I mean, the, it looks really, really good. Mm, no, it, it does. It I'm just looking at it myself, and yeah, you're right. It does look really sort of crisp and clear. It looks really good. No, absolutely. There are cutscenes in it as well. And also one thing is when you leave the alley... And you have the characters, uh, the NPCs that are walking back and forth. And there are different characters as well. You know, you can see from screenshots, there is a guy with his hands in his pockets. There's a lady with a bag. There's another person looking at their phone walking by as well. So you can tell that a lot of work has gone into this game. And I would really recommend it. If you're into, I don't know, crime dramas in particular, TV series, but this time you're involved... And as I said, I don't know how it how it will end. There are still two more episodes to go, but I believe that the developers have certainly achieved what they set out to achieve. Is you know get us interested for the next two episodes because I certainly am. So and um, cool. and yeah, and then very very quickly another game I played is called Abide with Me. Now as listeners to this podcast know, both myself and Thomas are huge fans of Clam Man. Well, this game is from one half of the development team of Clam Man. Now, Clam Man, for me, was one of the funniest games I've played in a long time. This game is not funny. This game is very serious. <laughs> it's a very short game. It's available for free on itch.io. You, it is 1985 in the UK, and you play as a young guy in his 20s or 30s, and he goes home to meet his parents. And immediately you can tell that not everything is as it seems that it's very, very awkward. And certainly the interactions are not what you would expect, you know, first of all, from a mother and her son and then the father and the son. The father is, well, getting old and he's ill. And it, it's a very interesting concept. Now, you, it's all dialogue based. And I kind of don't want to give really anything away, but shall we say you, uh, you play it kind of twice and it's but it's kind of different the second way. And I don't really want to spoil it because it did kind of surprise me. Now, as I said, it's a serious it's, this game is nothing like Clam Man. And I believe it's the first time that the developer made a serious game. And again, the graphics look really good. And it took me 20 minutes to play. But again, he said it. I think he achieved what he wanted to achieve. It's a very thought-provoking game as well, that I'd recommend people check out. So that game is Abide With Me. So, um, yeah, so I believe, uh, Laura, you have been 
traveling the world, I believe. <laughs> yes. From, from your living room. Yes, yes, I have. I was going to say, actually, just as uh, you were talking there, I got a email from Jack from uh, Adventure Gamers saying, hey, do you want to review Pilgrims? So um, at some point I'll be reviewing that game. <laughs> <laughs> I think you so can read like, our yes. mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, are you listening to this Jack, how is that working? Come um, on out, Jack. She's up to us. <laughs> Where yeah, are you? He's here. Hello, Jack. <laughs> uh, bless him. Uh, yeah, he's uh, the editor of Adventure Game, as if that wasn't clear. But um, anyway, uh, yes. But uh, meanwhile, I have been looking at Wanderlust uh, travel stories. Uh, the travel stories is important because I think there is another game called Wanderlust uh, previously. And it's basically uh, a kind of text-based adventure game. It reminded me a little bit of um, 80 Days, if you ever played that, uh, by Inkle. Uh, and in that one, you were Phileas Fogg, and it was kind of following uh, the narrative of that. This is more based in the real world, and it, but it is based on um, sort of uh, stories, that uh, travel stories that real-life travellers have written um it's actually from the two developers um from uh cd project red um from the witcher um the original one uh so it's kind of got a bit of you know they've got a bit of history in terms of like story writing um uh, but as i said this is kind of very much a modern day travel story and the premise is there are these uh five travelers they all meet on easter islands they're all strangers they don't know each other but they decide because they're here for a couple of a uh, couple of days, a couple of weeks, I'm not sure quite how long, that they'll all meet every night and share a story um, that about their travels in the real world. Um, so you go about, you pick, there's different chapters and each chapter is another one of their story. Um, and each one is based in sort of a different area of the world. There's uh, a young girl's story, which is based in Thailand, and it's basically following her gap year. Another one is a actually a guy called Thomas, uh, he lives in Poland. <laughs> oh, so close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not quite. Uh, but um, yeah, so he lives in Poland and his story is uh, more based around Europe and interrailing. Uh, there's another story about sailing to the Antarctic. So it's all a mix. And the way it's played out is very similar to uh, 80 Days in that, um, you know, the, the text uh, goes, um, scrolls through, you, you get options of how you want to play the adventure. So it might be something like how you respond to somebody. Um, and what I found quite interesting as well is in the top uh, right-hand corner, the, you've got stress levels and fatigue levels and certain answers you give might add to that stress or take away from it. You have to eat things occasionally to make sure you, you don't sort of stress out. I think, and basically your mood changes depending if those levels are low or high. And so you get different responses then um, depending on that. It's a bit less kind of life or death compared to 80 days. It, you know, you're not going to fail if you give a wrong answer. You'll just get a different outcome basically. Um, but the the main thing I got from it was it was just really well written um it, beautifully written actually and it really made me want to go traveling uh and i did actually book a flight uh, after <laughs> playing it um so to the uh, antarctic yeah. yeah no yeah not quite it, well to, to iceland so i don't know oh cool oh yeah <laughs> I, felt, oh, I, felt... I was wanted to go there yeah, yeah me too <laughs> um, I, weirdly, it's not mentioned in in the game, but I, I was probably thinking about going there anyway. But um, yeah, so it's a the backdrop 
um, is uh, real-life travel photos, which are connected to the stories. Um, some of the stories are longer than others. The one I'm, I'm playing at the moment, I haven't quite finished it all, is uh, the gap year in Thailand, and that's a longer story. Um, and there's lots of other different bits you can do, like you have to um, manage your money as well. You've got a budget for the gap year, and you can choose to like spend quite frivolously on clothes and things, and you can choose what type of clothes you want to wear. You've got like party gear or travel gear, and you can sort of switch. So it's, there's a bit of kind of management as as well as just enjoying the story, um, which which I quite enjoyed. I like that little element. Um, I think the one I enjoyed the most, I won't give too much away, was was actually Thomas's story, which is uh, set in oh. Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a suck up. Um, yeah, he's he, basically he's based in Barcelona, <laughs> and it's this story that he meets this girl on this night out. Um, obviously, falls madly in love, and she he goes to get a drink uh, and when he comes back out she's left but she's put on the back of a polaroid picture um same bar same time next year um and has just gone and the whole story is um a year on from that time him traveling from poland back to barcelona uh and not knowing if he's going to meet her what's going to happen um and you have to sort of choose the journey you've only got you've got 24 hours so you've got to manage how he's going to get there is he going to go by plane he might be more stressed but he'll also uh you know get there quicker he can't remember where the bar is so you have to wander around and meet you know try and trace retrace your steps um i just thought that was re- told really well um it, yeah i think that's definitely the best story out there but you know the the other ones are good as well that they're, they're very different uh, and there's lots of different elements and i think if you enjoy traveling or if you are even on holiday i think it's quite a fun thing to just you know whip out for even for 10 minutes play a little bit and then you know move on it's it's quite nice in that you can just get back to the story and as as you want really and do you think they're going to add stories in the future i think well that's an interesting idea i i don't know it feels like it's a it's a one-off thing um i've not gotten to the very end so i don't know if there's a particular ending or if it will just end when you've read the last story that there's long stories and then there's shorter ones of about 15 minutes um, after you've completed the main chapter of that person. I, um, I think to add just a, a di- different sort of level of um, longevity, but so maybe they'll add more of those. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it was a really sort of interesting take on you know the text narrative uh, adventure and and I thought they did it really well just you know what really matters in those kind of games is the writing um and they did really well on that and they I see that they used um that it's not just writing it's also photographs and stuff right yeah that's right so yeah in the background that's the only thing I would say sometimes because it's generic travel photos which are related to the area but sometimes you know, it would have been nice, um, I suppose, like, like in 80 Days, which had some fun animations and things like that and was a bit more detailed. The backgrounds are a bit more uh, bland sometimes, although you do get to, you know, if you're on your journey. So when Thomas is going from Poland to Barcelona, it you, it follows a little uh, sort of trail across the map as he goes on his train and he stops up at the, at the station. So there's a bit of that element to it. Like and in it the Indiana Jones like, films. Yes. Yes, like that, exactly like that. Um, so it would be nice to ha- maybe have a bit of that as well, but I guess they wanted a bit of contrast. So yeah, you, you get like uh, 
the the picture might be if you're in Bangkok, it might be a picture of a, a Thai market, um, sort of generic Thai market and that kind of thing. It's probably also a bit more generic just to not get the attention away from the text. Exactly. Yeah. So you can, you, you, you know, that's the point. You're supposed to be looking at, at the text. So I, I get why they did that. It's cool because uh, yeah, that's that? really old yeah, school to have text adventures, of course. It started yeah. with text adventures and uh, it's it's cool to see that that uh, very old form still exists in some way. Yeah, it's it's like you say, it's an old form, but almost it just feels like it's been updated a bit because it, it's been gamified a bit because there are these elements of, oh, you've got to keep hold of your money. You've got to make sure you, you don't get too stressed. So they've gamified it a bit, but I think in a, a fun enough way that it doesn't take away from the writing. You're still, you know, enjoying uh, what, what's happening and, and reading what's happening, but just it gives also, you a bit more. It also adds a replayability to it, of course. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know how much... I, I will go back and I think on one of the stories and just see if I go completely of the way what will happen and if it means I have a terrible time because mostly I don't know about you but on these things I'm always like really trying to make sure they have a lovely time <laughs> yeah. I was like oh gosh I never I can't be mean I just feel really bad <laughs> no I, I I know I tried playing Fallout once and tried to play the bad guy all the time yeah. but I just I wasn't capable of doing it no no we're obviously just such nice yeah, people, I, but <laughs> I know. No, I I know what you mean about that because even with Whispers of Machine, which we will get to, yeah. at first I kind of tried playing like the cold kind of person, but I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> can't do yeah. it, yeah. But 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 wondering if this game sounds really, really cool if you're keeping an eye on it, because I I really like traveling, except the traveling part. It's <laughs> <laughs> well then this no, is No, I, I love traveling. No, I, I love traveling. I love, you know, exploring different countries and cultures. Yeah, but, but it we, can, we do that every week when we play the games. Mm. Exactly. Mm, yes. And this this game as well, because you mentioned that you go to places like the Antarctica and Thailand. Now, I'm not sure if I ever will get to visit those places. Certainly not Antarctica, I imagine. Although yeah, a part yeah. of me would love to, but another part of me know that I would probably die when I get there because I can't take the cold in Ireland, let alone Antarctica. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I, I've, I've always been fascinated with, you know, traveling and with, you know, other cultures and other places as well. So I think this game would kind of, uh, you know, scratch that itch as well. It would be a great mm. way to nearly see other places and other cultures as well but from the comfort of your uh, home you don't need to worry you know just the character is stressed you know i can i think that's probably that is based on probably feel when we do actually travel especially by yeah. plane you know if you especially go by air anyway um there other airlines are available thankfully <laughs> but um, but yeah no and certainly you mentioned that it's from two of the developers of the witcher so they have yes. some good pedigree. And I should say, yeah, well, exactly. And the developers are called Different Tales. Um, and yeah, it was it was out just uh, near the end of September. So it's out now. Cool. I, I might have to get that. I might have to check that out then. Yeah, and then I might do what you do. Once it's I... published by Walkabout. Yes. Yeah, which is <laughs> very apt name for yeah. <laughs> Yes, for the <laughs> they've chosen a good name. I might do what you do then, Laura, if I play the game. Like, after playing that game, I might just book a holiday myself to, <laughs> uh, to one of the countries. 
<laughs> well, this is the thing. It really gets you in the mood for it. It's, uh, you know, there's great, great sound effects as well. You know, birds chirping or waves lapping against beaches. And yeah, it, it, it's if you are a traveler at heart, you'll enjoy the game. Cool. And so you haven't finished it yet, then I take it you're still playing it, but yeah, yes, but still uh, I'm basically so I'm on the last story at the moment. Oh, okay, so you're nearly finished. So you yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. recommend it then from what you've played. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's as I Ooh. said, it, it, if you unless you know if you want lots of action, you're not going to get that. But if you're interested in a you know a slow uh, story, not not too slow, but if you're interested in you know taking some time with it, yeah, and and obviously traveling, then that's probably the game for you. Yeah, sounds cool. good. And that that story that you that you mentioned with the the guy in Barcelona, Thomas. Who mm. met met the girl in the bar and then so, so she she just left him. So, <laughs> yeah. <did> she, yeah. <laughs> and say so same place next year. It's like oh I have to wait another year. <laughs> He's a very patient guy. <laughs> no, but it's it's that it. But no, it's it's it sounds interesting then because then he mentioned that he's forgotten the name of the bar, so he to retrace the steps and then to figure out how to get there. So I can imagine how you're trying you to keep your stress under control. If if the girl of your dreams just gave you a note that says same well, place, same bar. Uh, well, <sighs> he was concentrating too much on the girl, obviously. And on his beer, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was it as well. <laughs> well, he's Polish, so. So what? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his name is Thomas as well, right? That doesn't help. No, that doesn't sure. help. Sure. So are you sure it's not based on your story, Thomas? Weren't you telling me a story like that that you were, you know, I, that you met I someone there? I have been to Barcelona several times, and I would gladly go back because it's one of my favorite cities. Uh, but I'm not from Poland, and I never uh, had an encounter <laughs> like that in that beautiful city, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Maybe next well, time. We'll see, yeah. but. Exactly. No, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I, I might have to. Ch I'll definitely have to check out this game, then. And uh, see, I still haven't played Eighty Days either, which is from Inkle. You said uh, who also made Heaven's Vault, which Thomas kind of liked, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> I I absolutely loved 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 that game. It's it's so far it's my, it's one of the best games I've ever played. Oh wow! So, okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. I, I will play it, I promise. But, um, okay, so that was Wonderlust. Uh, and it's available on Steam, I believe. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's available on Steam. And, yeah, so if you want to travel from the comfort of your own home, then we can you can do it with this game. So avoid the stress. Just, just stress for the characters, but not the player. Yeah. So, okay, so now we go from traveling the world and we go to... Scandinavia, Denmark, I believe. Um, oh, I thought it so, was Sweden. Uh, oh, you, sorry. Is it Sweden? Oh, it's probably Sweden, actually. Yeah. Well, somewhere <laughs> in Scandinavia. <laughs> and this is a great uh, introduction, by the way. <laughs> I, well, I they can, never, I can they see never why... make clear where exactly it takes place. It just has the no, name Nordsund. And I. My guess would be Sweden, Swedish, because the names also sound Swedish and not necessarily Norwegian, and definitely not Finnish. Uh, so, but it's a, just an educated guess. Not that it really matters for the game, uh, because Whispers of a right. Machine is um, is really a, a, a an old school point and click adventure game 
uh, with truly, truly great pixel art. Uh, you are a it's it, it's a post-apocalyptic setting, even though it might not immediately look like that. But it has flashes of cyberpunk. Um, in that uh, the setting here is so it's it's called a neo they, they call it a neo noir, and the setting here is that something happened in the world that uh, was very cataclysmic, and that made um, the people decide that uh, AI is off limits of now. So com everything that can think for itself, so computers and stuff like that, is forbidden. So there is um, technology. There, there, there are there is electricity and stuff like that, but the, uh, there are no computers. There are there are machines, but only up to so far. So they are not allowed to. to there is computer chips and stuff like that. that that's all forbidden. And Northsund is a is a is a small town. And uh, it has a, a couple of factories. It's like a yeah, like a factory town. Very quiet until someone gets murdered. And you play Vera, and Vera is a uh, cybernetically enhanced cop, uh, for lack of a better word. She's an she's an agent uh, for the company, and she is called in to investigate the murder. And this is also where the the fun part comes in, and what differ difference. What makes this game different from it, from other point-and-click adventures, uh, because the um, investigative part of the game is very important, and you have uh, these implants that help you with that. So you have an implant that allows you to scan um, the uh, a crime scene, scan a body, come up with um, all kinds of matches uh, that can vary from uh, blood samples or fingerprints to uh, you can scan a, f a footprint and then use that ability to see where the person walked through the town to, to figure out where that per this person lived, for instance. You have um, cybernetically enhanced muscles, so you can uh, occasionally throw out a bit of strength. If something is stuck or, you, or a door won't open, you can try and use your strength to get it to open. And you have um, a recorder that you can read uh, people's emotions. Um, so basically, it's a, a mobile lie detector, and you can use all that stuff. For instance, if you're uh, interrogating or talking to a person, you can turn on that detector, and if you see that he's lying, then you can click on the the portion in the uh, in the detector, and then you can use that again to get the truth out of someone you're talking to, or to use that to get different options while talking. And uh, of course, be because this is obviously not uh, that there, there's a, a bigger there are bigger things going on behind the scenes of this uh, of this crime. Uh, more bodies show up. Um, I can't really get into more of details because that would be spoilerish. Um, you were just talking about in a previous game about emotions, and um, Sersha already hinted at um, the emotions because the f uh, another um, unique feature of this game is you can play the game in three ways, or you, I should say you can respond to people in three ways. So you have an empathetic way, an analytical way, and a third way that I keep forgetting. My apologies. Um, assertive, I believe. Assertive, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. and the cool thing yeah. is that affects the future of the, the story because um, you get uh, these cybernetic implants are caused by a substance named blue. It sort of causes you to mutate. 
so during the game, you gain different, uh, you gain new advantages, new mutations, and the kind you get are based on whether you uh, play the game analytically, emphatically, or assertively. Uh, I played the game mostly emp empathetically, um, uh, so I got uh, I got certain uh, mutations that allowed me to finish the game in a certain way. But if you choose one of the other ones and are more analytically or more assertively, you get different uh, mutations and also different ways to finish the game, a different way because people respond, diff respond differently to you. Uh, so it's, it's basically you can finish this game uh, in, in three ways. And I think they also hinted that that there's a way that you can get uh, a bit of a mix in that. There is even an achievement for it. So you can, um, yeah, you can play around a bit. So you can, can try and be empathetic at one point and analytical at another point and see what the effect is. However, you can't save and go back and do it differently. So all your choices are permanent and that determines the course of the uh, of the whole game. So that's an important important thing is uh, you, you can save when you quit the game and you can continue where you left off. You can die in the game, but then it will just put you a, sec a few seconds before you died and you can try it in a different way. I died several times, but it wasn't as brutal <laughs> as the old Shara games uh, okay. used to be. It's, <laughs> So um, I, I died, for instance, when I touched something that uh, I definitely should not touch. And then it just put me back a few seconds before that, and I could try it in a different way. So eventually I figured it out because it's, again, the story is really good. The characters are very interesting. The voice acting is, is, is very good. Um, the artwork is, is yeah, it, it's great. It's top notch. So um, they basically just don't want anything to come between you and the story. So they make it as easy as possible. I didn't think the, the puzzles were extremely hard. They all made sense. There was just one puzzle that I got stuck in, and it turned out that I just missed uh, uh, I missed something in, in a place that I hadn't really um, looked into. And once I got that, I could continue again. It's not like it's, it's, it's super easy or anything, um, but it's also not uh, very hard. It, it just wants to keep the story going, mm -hmm. and it has a story that makes you want to keep going because it's it's a very intriguing uh, mystery that's that's going on behind the scenes. And um, I would love to see more of this setting as well. I don't know if that's possible with this character because that depends on the outcome of uh, of the way you play it. Um, but uh, the setting is is really nice. The world building is very well done. Uh, there's a lot going on. There are uh, many curveballs at one point because uh, Sersha was playing the game at the same time as I was. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, are you there? Yeah, I was there. Oh, I thought that person did it. Oh, and I thought she did it. And it turns out we were both wrong. So it's not <laughs> like, you know, it's very obvious what's going on. Not that, not that either. So that, made, that makes it uh, a lot of fun and also very replayable. And I finished the game, I think, in about seven hours. Uh, I, I really went at it, and um, uh, of course, uh, I'm an experienced adventure gamer. Um, if you're not that experienced, you might take a bit longer, uh, and it was definitely worth it. And also uh, thinking of going back and trying it in a different way, uh, to try different solutions and different answers to see, uh, because all, uh, up until the very end, you have to make decisions that, uh, the, yeah, that can give you a different outcome. So um, I would very, very much recommend this game because it's it's very well executed, it's, it's very well written, and it's a lot of fun. 
And I believe as well as this right, it was directed by Dave Gilbert. The voice acting was yes, yeah, the voice, voice acting. Voice acting, yeah. Yeah. The voice acting is really good. The, yeah, the developer I believe is Clifftop Games. I don't know his name offhand, Jonas, I think something. I think he is from Sweden, so the game is probably set there. But he I made think... the two other games, The Samaritan Paradox and Cathy yeah. Rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And both yeah, and Dave Gilbert played, also directed the voice. Yeah. yeah, no, actually, I think uh, so. I played this game as well, and I loved it. Um, I played mm. the two other games as well, and I enjoyed them. But I think this is the best game that Cliff Top Games have. Uh, probably by, I mean, I enjoyed Catherine. Samaritan Paradox, I did enjoy. Again, without going spoiled, the, the ending kind of, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> kind of went really out there. <laughs> uh, then Cathy Rain, I really enjoyed as well. And but this game, I think you can see how the developer is kind of improving with every game. So, sort of like you know Dave Gilbert, you know himself when he's making the Blackwell mm. games, you can see they're all good, but they were getting better. And Francisco Gonzalez, with his games as well, they're getting better and better, and becoming more confident as well. And yeah, no whispers of a machine. What, one thing that I do enjoy is that Thomas mentioned you have different. Uh, diff- different, you know, uh, ability, different augmentations, and then different responses. So you can have different responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So each person might play the game a different way and have different responses and have different outcomes. So, uh, for example, Thomas and I played it uh, empathetically. Somebody else might <laughs> play her more assertive, and you would get uh, more, you know, different responses and possibly different outcome as well. And even within the outcome, myself and Thomas were discussing afterwards. So, so what? What ending did you get? What did you do? I was going to say, uh, did again, you both get the same? Not going to here. No, we picked different <laughs> endings. Not exactly. Oh. Yeah, we, yeah, not we, exactly. We picked different because it's very, the the the, the most of the choices are very moral based. You know, there it's it's at the core of this story is a very moral question, and yeah, the way you want to go up, what the way you want to handle that is 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 what determines. Uh, the outcome. So now, if I would play it again, I would obviously pick a different choice just to see what what that goes. But we made very, very different choices in the end. Uh, even though we played, I think eighty percent of the game, in, uh, sort of, sort of in the same in the same way. Can you switch between the play styles as you go on, or do you kind of have to stick with one particular play style, or can you no. be like, uh, oh, I'm going to play this assertively? No, you see, you see uh, um, a triangle. In, mm. in in screen and you can uh, you can look it up in your uh, notebook and stuff as well and that shows you where in uh between the three points you are so you could uh. you could for instance play day one and day two empathetically and then day three very analytical and you would just okay. move and that that should influence what kind of new mutations you get uh, what new abilities mm-hmm. you get because it is really really based on that that's cool. I like that idea that it, it you can sort of see which way you're leaning and then decide to go if you want to keep going that way or go another way. I, I quite like that, that you sort of progress, as you say, as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. So even even it, it should have multiple ways of playing it because you can play it like very much into one direction, very much in one of the three directions or trying to get a mix of them and see what, what mm. kind of effect that has. Yeah, there are also different puzzle solutions, you know, right from the start. Again, without giving anything away, but when, uh, you know, you have to get some information or some object, um, you know, sort of different ways. So you can, 
uh, what I did, I used a strength augmentation to get that object, but then there are different ways. You know, you can speak with one of the characters and get him to help you if you're more empathetic. Mm. But at that stage, you know, I wasn't, my character wasn't empathetic, so I used uh, the strength augmentation. And all the way through the game as well, there are different puzzle solutions as well, depending on your personality, depending on the augmentations. Yeah, because and your personality can unlock I, different yeah. uh, dialogue options as well, so. Oh, okay. A bit like, yeah, and again, you know, in, in Skyrim or Fallout or those kind of things. Or I guess like, even like with Wanderlust, you know, depending on your mood or, or that will unlock different sure, options. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. And uh, yeah, Thomas mentioned the puzzles as well. It's not it's not a terribly difficult game. I just got stuck really once. And mm. now it was my fault. It turned out to be... Uh, logical, you know, as try you're trying to find again without spoiling anything, or you're trying to find a room, I think, and you had to do this sequence of events. Now, I had no idea, and I tried, but then I just said, Oh, I'll try and get a hint, and I ended up getting the solution. Now, once I found the solution and where you can find it, I was like, Oh, that actually makes sense. If I had worked harder, no, I if, could if, have yeah, gotten that, that, that. So, I know exactly what puzzle you, you're talking about, and that puzzle actually, yeah, because you, you, you have, have the no, solution, no problem you. with that. It's it's exactly. you, you can find a solution in 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 another object, so uh, it, that's that's just an example of most of the of the puzzles. You have the solution somewhere, and it's not like yeah. uh, you have to bend bend over backwards to find it or or wreck your brain. Uh, if you can't find a solution to something, you missed something. You simply missed something in a room, or you forgot to uh, uh, combine certain objects, not with each other in your inventory, but with something in the environment, the way that was the puzzle I was stuck in. And I saw, the, I had to look it up because I was like, I'm, I'm getting frustrated here. So I looked it up. I was like, oh, of course, <laughs> this makes so much sense. But I was just yeah. wasn't yes. thinking about it. And it doesn't mean that the other puzzles were simple, not at all. Uh, it took effort to solve them, and some were easier than others. But um, there were outside of that one thing, there was not a, um, a point that I was stuck where I felt the need to consult a walkthrough or anything, because uh, you just you walk around, you talk to people. Maybe you get you got a new dialogue option somewhere. Maybe you forgot to talk to someone. Maybe you forgot to use one of your augmentations, like uh, the mm -hmm. lie detector or the, the or you didn't search uh, because you don't you can search every area. You don't necessarily have to search. The crime scene you can use that ability everywhere so uh all of a sudden you you find some uh, uh some fingerprints somewhere that could could just oh right now i know what i did and sometimes you're just lucky and you clicked on the right thing mm -hmm. uh, which is also part of of, of of game like this you know um but none of it felt illogical or, or out of place or um, um put there to prolong the game or anything like that mm. which is the mark of a good adventure game i think oh absolutely yeah and and also another thing i liked as well is the reaction to i think some of the puzzles or some of your choices um now again without spoiling anything one of the puzzles i believe you need dna from one of the bodies and i think there are different ways that you can go about it now I think um, you know what. Uh, again, it's not it's not a spoiler, but what what I did is I ended up getting the character to I think cut off a finger, get a finger of the dead body, and mm. then the next day when you're speaking to the um, to the chief to the commander, and he mentioned 
by the way, the doctor was not happy that he stole a finger from one of his bodies, or the, the coroner was not happy. And then, then again, you can choose to whether to apologize, be empathetic, or be assertive, and, or be analytical or anything as well. So it all plays its way through. But there are different solutions I got to that puzzle a as well. That's different one way. of the solutions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and that doctor, well, by the way, I don't know what that says about game. me. No. Oh yes. But that doctor is very, very morbidly funny. It might be a cliche, but when I, it's I not believe well, all it the corners matter. are. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also, the, I think the story it it stays interesting all the way through. It sticks the landing. There's no point that I think Completely. that. Yeah. Oh, this you know this doesn't make sense, or you know there's it's also about the proper ending because some of the games that have been released this year. One of my issues with them is that either they've ended on cliffhangers or they didn't have decent endings. They didn't explain some things very well. Uh, but not this game as well. There are different outcomes, different endings that you can choose as well. And for me, again, it just made sense. It was very satisfying. And I just felt, yeah, no, this is... Even though it took me about seven hours as well, it didn't feel neither too long or too short. It just That's felt, good. yeah, this is the story. And it no, felt I... right. And there are, twists, there are twists and turns as well that I didn't see coming that, again, you think, is it these people? Is it this person? No? Okay, maybe not. And... Could it be this person? Oh, or maybe it's the first person again. And you're still <laughs> constantly guessing. And and again, the resolution as well, which sometimes can bring down some mystery stories. It doesn't in this game. It still makes uh, sense. And again, yeah, I think myself and Thomas, will, will, I would love to do a spoiler special sometime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I, well, not I basically not spoiled your not spoiler here. special. So sorry about that. No, 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 you're, no, you're no. <laughs> We're, we're just going to play it, and then we're going to do yeah. it with the three of us. Because I mean, this you... is this is one of those games you need, just like Heaven's Vault, and I hope you played that one as well. I have. Because I... I've, I've played Heaven's Vault, yeah. Yeah, I, I think this oh, one, okay. uh, Whispers of a Machine, has a very high chance of ending in my top three of the year at this okay. moment, because it's it's really, really good. Well, yeah. you've really sold it to me, so uh, I am definitely going to play it. It was already on my wish list, but it's been bumped up the list now. <laughs> No, generally, I really, really enjoyed it all the way through as well. And the voice acting, which I know he spoke that Dave Gilbert was the voice director. Uh, Ivy Dupler is the main actor in this game. She plays Vera. She was in a lot of Dave Gilbert's games. She played the dragon in Unavowed. And I think he's a com commander or something in the, the game. She was in Lamplay City and she's been in a lot of things. And I loved how subtle her voice acting was because... There's no kind of real histrionics from her, you know? There's no like, oh, I'm empathetic. Now I'm assertive. No, it's <laughs> very, very, very subtle. <laughs> yeah. But you can tell from her tone of voice that, oh, yeah, now she's just slightly colder, slightly warmer here. And, you know, there's, there's no point where she goes, look at me, I'm acting. No, it's all very <laughs> subtle and very believable. Yeah, and, and the game can oh, be played in multiple languages well. too. Did you see that, that the game oh, can, can be it? played oh, in multiple languages? No. <laughs> I think uh, German, Spanish, and French. That's oh, I uh, if I remember that. correctly. I definitely know Spanish. The word you had four language choices. I don't know if that also goes for the uh, voice acting. That would be very, uh, very ambitious. But uh, yeah, you can play the game in, in other languages. Yeah, I think yeah, looking I at the Steam Gibbous page, <laughs> it says. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at the Steam page. It says, "Yeah, full oh, audio yeah. for the English." Uh, but then, yeah, subtitles, French, German, and Spanish. So, yeah. Okay. Impressive. Yeah. Okay, so that is Whispers of a Machine and a high, high, high recommendation for myself and Thomas.
We will give advance warning if it's a spoiler special. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Whispers of a Machine. And now before we finish, uh, Tomas, I believe you're beginning to play another game, which you want briefly? Yes. Yes, we, we mentioned the game before, I think, like uh, two months ago. Um, it's called yes, ne- I think Neocab. I played the demo. Yeah. Uh, the game is called Neocab. And uh, I guess I'm, I'm turning into some sort of... Uh, Cap expert, cap game expert right now because I also played Nightcall, and uh, I've played a few hours of Neo Cap now, and it's remarkable how similar it is in in um, like it looks. Not, they look Nightcall and, and Neo Cap look nothing like each other, but I was getting the same vibes all over the place, and that is a good thing, by the way. Now Neo Cap is a is a cyberpunk uh, uh, cyberpunk story where you are a cab driver. Uh, from Cactus City, Cactus Flats, I think it was called, and your best friend uh, moved to Los Ojos and has invited you to move in with her. So you put everything you have in your cab and you go to Los Ojos uh, where you meet up with your friend and um, at one point your friend disappears and you try to find out what's happening to her and that's the point where I am right now. Um, It is also, there's also the management aspect that Nightcall has as well. Because you need to keep your taxi going. In this case, it's an electrical taxi. So you need to charge it up every now and then. Uh, You have expenses. You need to bribe the police sometimes. Um, You need to sleep because you have no idea where your friend lives. Because you were supposed to live there, but she didn't give give you the address. So now you have to crash at motels uh, to, uh, to get through the night. And in the meantime, you have to, and you have to do at, at least three rides to keep your neocap uh, license and your um, rating must be must stay above four out of five. And that sounds not so hard because in in the beginning you're getting I, I got all five star reviews until I didn't, and then it became a lot harder. So there is both the story driven aspect of um, finding out what's going on and, get, and and getting all these people in your cab and uh, um, and, and and yeah figuring out what happened to your friend and there's that 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 management aspect which is as far as I could tell now not as heavy and as brutal as it was in Nightcall but um, uh, fun thing is Neocab also works with an emotion uh, subcategory an emotion thing because your friend gives you a bracelet that um, basically shows your emotion, like a a mood ring, but one that actually works. And that means that that, that your emotion really influences uh, your options in dialogue, for instance. So it it could be that you get three options, but one option you click on, it said, no, sorry, you're way too angry right now to pick this option. So you have to pick one of the other options, which in, in turn influences the way that person reacts to you. So, um, and sometimes you, you think you're doing the right thing and then uh, for so you, you get irritated or you get annoyed or whatever and then you have to change, uh, the, the interaction changes completely. So uh, th- that's a very interesting aspect um, in, in this game. What I also noticed is uh, most of the time you're like... Uh, um, pretty close up to the, the uh, to Lena, to the, the, the main character. Uh, she, yeah, you see her sitting in her car, uh, that's, that's and, and the, the passenger in the back. But she emotes really well. The, the, um, 
I, th I think it must be motion capture because, and then rotoscopes, because otherwise I, I can't explain how well this, uh, this animated character emotes because you really, you, it's not just the color on her bracelet that changes. You see it in the face and, and the way uh, she talks uh, because that, that's obviously all, uh, you, you just see it and hear it in, in, in what's going on. And I thought that was really well done. And I hope um, they keep that up in the rest. Of, as I said, I've only played a few hours. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I've played two days now. I have no idea how many days I get to play. Um, but I'm looking forward to uh, getting back in the cab and uh, see how the mystery uh, unfolds. So uh, there is also the, the I think a lot a lot of possibility of replayability in in that you could uh, in that your mood changes and everything else changes as well, or you pick up different passengers and um, they take you on different trips and it's uh, it's it's cool it's fun and it's also it's like the flip side it's the the the, the, the different side of the same coin with Nightcall. That's uh, a bit of the, the impression. It's my first impression that I have now. Just looking oh, yeah, uh, I... at the um, Steam page, yeah, I was just saying it, I, I really like the sort of aesthetic of it. The graphics look really cool, kind of sort of cell-shaded, almost uh, kind of yeah, neon. Cell-shaded, that's what I mean, not rotoscope, cell-shaded, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but it looks it looks really interesting. It looks really um, yeah, I, I like that. As you said, cyberpunk kind of neon aesthetic looks really cool. Well, we see a lot of cyberpunk games uh, and dystopian uh, slash post apocalyptic games coming out. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the well post apocalyptic adventure games are rare. So in that case, Whispers <laughs> of a Machine, for instance, is 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 a uh, quite unique. But cyberpunk is a very uh, welcome uh, setting for adventure games, and I think that reflects the time we live in right now. You know that there are so many. Uh, I was about uh, to so say that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there are also things going on in NeoCap that, of course, are a reflection of current day politics. That's inescapable. I mean, you, at Cyberpunk, at its heart, is all about that kind of stuff. So. Uh, and and it's just the way you react to it that can influence the way people other people react to you and and how you can um, solve your case. Uh, like for instance, I was nice, really nice to someone, and then later in the game I ran into that someone again. And because I was nice to to, to that person in the first time, that person gave me more information than I probably would have gotten if I had just asked for the money and left. So yeah, cool. it looks it looks very very interesting. It plays very well. Yeah, I played the, the demo a few months ago. Now, I really enjoyed it. Now, one thing that I said as well, now you can tell us probably more than once you finish playing it, is that I hope that there's enough variety in the game because the story seemed really interesting. But what, what do you think, Thomas? Do you think that there was enough variety to keep you interested all the way through? And uh, you think like with the management sim as well? Because that, that was my one and only concern uh, from the demo. Now, it was only the demo. It was only one hour that I played and I really enjoyed it. But I was thinking, I hope that it's, the story remains interesting and it, it remains that there is enough variety to keep us interested. Mm. Um, do you think so far that that's the case? I th Yeah, well, I, I, I've only played between two and three hours. So, um, right. And the first three days, it is basically uh, get your get your passengers, uh, make sure you get paid and you do that and... Uh, it, it's it's part of the game, but it is quite balanced um, for as far as I can tell okay. now. And uh, some of the passengers you pick up have to do with the, um, uh, 
the story itself. Uh, in fact, I think almost every passenger that I have picked up so far has some kind of influence on that, uh, whether direct or indirectly. Um, and that has to do because I think one of the main things, uh, I, I can't really get into it yet because I might spoil something and I'm not sure yet because I'm, right, I'm in the right, middle of it. Yeah. But um, it, it does look <laughs> interesting and it is very, very, very heavily story driven. So uh, and that and that way, I think it 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 is uh, enough of a variation to uh, to go about. And um, yeah, one thing that I liked about it as well is, as you mentioned, the emotion bracelet. So also the other passengers can see your emotions; they can see how you're feeling. That yeah. if you're angry, I believe it flashes red. So uh, you know to helpful. say, "Are you okay? I'm fine." <laughs> yeah. Red and blue are bad, and green and yellow are good. Basically, it's it's more nuanced than that, but uh, for a, a guideline, that that is pretty good. I think red is like angry, blue is more depressed, and uh, green I think is relaxed, and yellow is happy, or something like that. Mm. Um, I I think so. Yeah. So and, that, and there that are could really help people or not help. <laughs> they react to but, that. Uh, they react to that definitely because. Um, mm. There was one passenger that started asking questions, and 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 um, my answers. I was getting more and more angrier in my answers because she was not asking fun questions. And then all of a sudden she said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I see. I'm. I'm see. I, re I really uh, irritated you. I, I will. I will quit now." So I, I guess that's part of it. Maybe if I had given different answers, then that would have gone differently too. So. No, oh. that's a, it's, yeah, it's yeah, that, that, quite awkward if everyone can see how you're feeling all the time. They discuss that. They, <laughs> they that talk well. about, they talk about they? that in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I think at one, point she said, <laughs> <laughs> oh, at one point she says, well, it's actually no, quite not. liberating because okay. it is what it is. You know, this is what yeah. I'm feeling. I can pretend Honesty. I'm happy, but uh, clearly I'm not happy. So, Hey, fuck it. I just say what I say. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> true. That's true. But yeah, that that is yeah, that is something that is discussed in the game, and um, yeah, I'm looking uh, looking forward to discovering more of it. Cool. Another game we might have to check out then. Uh, <laughs> Adding to my so list. So many. Uh, yes. No, I definitely enjoyed the demo, and I'm delighted to hear that you're enjoying it, Thomas. So. So uh, far, so good. So yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, next time uh, you can tell us more about it then. And um, so, I hope so, Laura, you. Yeah, and, and Laura, then you're going to play, is it Pilgrims next? Or... That's right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, yeah. well, I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive for now. <laughs> and but before, before we finish, did, did you finish playing that game you mentioned last time, Observation? Uh, yeah, well, I got a bit closer that. near the end. Yeah, I've not quite finished that actually. That's another, <laughs> that's another one I've got to finish. But um, yeah, no, I would recommend that actually. Though that that I've been really interested in that. It's uh, I think I, I I explained a bit last time, but it's a sort of horror sci-fi set aboard. You you play as um, the ships, the spaceship's camera, um, and you sort of have to you move around. You're the sort of artificial intelligence aboard the spaceship um a bit like uh what's it uh howl in uh, uh space odyssey but you're basically and you move about by moving towards different rooms of the spaceship by moving to the different cameras of the spaceship um and that's how you kind of 
go about but obviously something bad happens which takes control of the ship and it's you and this human aboard the ship and you've got to um try and work your way out of the problem but uh, whilst also controlling the cameras and that you sort of see this fixed point of view as to what's going on really and there's obviously whether you're part of the problem or not whether you you could be trusted um but it's done in a really really good uh sort of engaging way uh, i think uh, and it's definitely there are some quite scary bits in it as well cool okay that's another game matters to check out so <laughs> Uh, (laughs) far too many (laughs) Um, okay well I think that's it then Um, Thomas is there anything else that you would like to mention before we finish Um, I recently saw the Dark Crystal uh, first season uh, prequel series and it is amazing if you like fantasy uh, if you like um, Muppets (laughs) although technically not Muppets but if you like Jim Henson uh, and if you loved the Dark Crystal, the movie, um, then you're going to absolutely fall in love with this uh, this show. Uh, it's on Netflix. The original movie is there on Netflix well as well. If you haven't seen the original movie, watch that one first before you go to the series. And then when you're done with the series, and I binged it in, in, in two days, uh, then watch the uh, beautiful making of documentary that's also on Netflix. Um, I highly recommend that to uh, to anyone who has Netflix. Sounds very good. No, if we mean to watch it as well. Yeah. Uh, now that when winter will set will set in. Oh, that, exactly. Uh, we'll be indoors more often. Yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of TV series now that I want to watch, want to catch up on. And uh, okay, well, thank you for that, Thomas. And you, Laura, if you, is there anything that you would like to say before we finish off? I guess just thank you for letting me come on and talk about adventure games <laughs> it's been fun oh, th- th- thank you it's it, it's been great it's great having you and i hope you can become a regular with me and thomas <laughs> that's yes, if you'll uh, have me. you know i you hope could, so too yeah no ab- ab- absolutely i hope so too well before i finish there was another game that i right, that i'm sure the two of you will want to and everyone will want to hear about i had a choice a heaven's vault or Wait for it. I love you, Colonel Sanders. A finger-licking good dating simulator. Oh, please. <laughs> it, it, it is. I, I started playing it. So you go to a cookery school, and there you get to hunky Colonel Sanders, and you have to try oh, and date yes. him. And who would not want to date? You also have to cook this beautiful Kentucky fried chicken. And then there are talking robots, and there's a person <laughs> who... Never stopped, and yeah, no, it's not good. Sounds but, a bit like observation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think this is a genuine bona fide classic um, in the making. So, yeah, so next game that I'll be playing will be Heaven's Vault. It has a, a lot to, to live up to after that game. Um, <laughs> you know, I hope that Colonel Sanders will make an appearance there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Well, I don't know when I can finish Heaven's Vault because it's, uh, I believe it's a long game. It took Thomas, it I believe, 20-something hours. You finished 26 that. 26 delicious hours. Yeah, It is, it is a long game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, buckle in. That's what I'd say. It, didn't f- it doesn't feel like well, a long game. No, no, it doesn't, no. Well, I look forward to playing that then. Hopefully, once I finish it, maybe we can talk about that and the three of us. So. We'll do a spoiler special about that one, too. Yeah, that'd be good. Absolutely. So... Okay, well, that's it from me. So that's it from Laura. And 
that's it from Thomas. So uh, next week, I'm I'm not sure who I'll be joined by <laughs> next week. It, uh, it will be somebody, some developer. <laughs> we'll have to see. And uh, then it will be the three of us again talking about adventure games and whatnot in two weeks' time. And very okay. soon, actually, we will be at Adventure X. So hopefully we, yes. can, meet, we can all meet each other there. <laughs> Exactly. We should do a live, a live recording there. We should. <laughs> yes. So we can... <laughs> just saying, you, you didn't sound as uh, into that suggestion. Oh, no, sorry, because <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking... No, absolutely, because... Uh, <laughs> absolutely. No, no, I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would love to do it. May, and hopefully next year we'll see if we could do like a live podcast. Um, Alastair Beckett King, if you're listening, now that we have three people. Uh, we could do a live episode, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what we can do. I'm really looking forward to it. We are also very willing to moderate anything. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> and I know we'd be amazing at it. Oh, Certainly, definitely. least of we'll all me. Round, we'll do some roundtables. Whatever, whatever. Just, yeah, no problem. Until next week, everyone. Have a great, well, been a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.